Happy fall, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Midlife Millennials. We're your ghost hosts for the month of October. I'm Mandy. And I'm Stacy. And we have a very special episode for you guys to kick off the spooky season. We're going to have some ghoulish chats and a special guest, Jared. And he comes from the way back when... Our days were spent in the little theater. Good morning. Or Yay. Good afternoon. <laughs> oh, God, I hope it's not morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're good listening. Night. Good night, yes. <laughs> well, welcome. Uh, we're going to kick off. Uh, what poison did you pick to drink while we chat, Jared? Uh, I have a Howling Gourds pumpkin ale that I got from Trader Joe's. Ooh, I oh, love so it. appropriate. Yes. So delightful. Yes. Is it... <laughs> Does it okay now here's my thing with pumpkin stuff though does it taste like the inside of a pumpkin or does it have that like spice that that like sweetness to it It's got a little bit of a sweetness to it but it still very much tastes like beer So it's like oh, uh, it's towing the line of like you know being being the pumpkin spicy line but it's still a beer so it's it's actually very good. lovely It's just dressed for the season yeah. A beer exactly. dress for the season. Okay. <laughs> Wait, this, this just dawned on me. We get so much crap. Sorry, Jared, you're a dude, and like we're going to rag on you a little bit <laughs> in this episode. Please do. Like, that's, we, that's why I'm here. We get so much crap as women for the beginning of pumpkin spice season. And oh, we have our lattes and our like pumpkin smelling clothes or whatever the hell we have. And like <laughs> men are totally drinking pumpkin <laughs> beer. Like everybody does their pumpkin ale thing. Like, isn't that just equally as pumpkin spiceness as my latte? Yeah, absolutely it is. And so are the pumpkin Oreos I eat. And so are the <laughs> pumpkin whatever the hell and the my pumpkin God. ice cream and <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So men need to fucking shut up about my latte. <laughs> <laughs> Which I am not drinking today, by the way. <laughs> Oh my God, watch. It's not even going to be pumpkin. What is it? I am actually, I'm on the alcohol train tonight. I have a nice crisp Riesling from a local winery, Hazlitt's, out here along Seneca Lake. I picked it up when my sister was in town. So I'm on the wine train tonight. I, <laughs> this could all go very badly. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I'm. Um, being a little bit more i should have crayons now um because i'm doing dr pepper <laughs> what Go maybe i should i know maybe. spike it <laughs> i know yeah right well i you know we did like the shark attack drinks a couple weeks ago to kind of like finish off summer with like the whole you know tropical yeah. type but i do have some blue moon mango and i might crack one of those open just so mm. i could join you guys in your jolliness so i'm all for anything mango even if it is pumpkin season Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> season schmeezen. Like, enjoy what you yeah. enjoy when you enjoy it. True. Then again, you both live in the land of no seasons. <laughs> so <laughs> does it really matter in San Diego what you're drinking and when? Because it's just warm all the time and lovely. Sometimes you get right, rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did get a little taste this week of uh, some weather in the 70s. Uh, a little bit of drizzle here and there uh so we got a little taste of it but i guess it's supposed to heat up again next week yeah so. back to 90 next week uh, <laughs> short-lived <laughs> that's, that's what we had us. we had a whole week of like cold and like total like we're going into fall weather and then today it was 80 
and sunny. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh yeah. So anyway, right, enough well, about the weather. We should probably well, we want to give Jared a, a chance to <laughs> chat about um your adventure into podcasting that you did over several years. Yeah, so I was the co-host of a podcast called Life's a Binge for years and years and years and years. We stopped doing it basically when the pandemic happened because we were like in person recording and then that obviously all had to change pandemic times. And then we've released a few episodes here and there after the fact. But for the most part, uh, we have kind of like gone on hiatus, so to speak. But it was a, a pop culture podcast about, you know, binge watching TV and all that kind of stuff. So it was really, really fun. We did it for many, 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 many years. Lots of back episodes. If you want to check us out, life's a binge. Nice. Are you guys oh, on like all the major okay. platforms? Oh, yeah. Across the board. Nice. Yeah. Is that something that you'd pick up again? Maybe not that same idea, but do you miss it? Yes, especially because so you know, too long, didn't read the story. I used to be a performer at SeaWorld for many years. And before that, I was, you know, doing local theater and everything. And since then, I've become a mailman. So like, the whole mailmaning aspect mm -hmm. of life kind of took away all the fun, creative stuff. And so doing the podcast kind of filled that role for a while. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, looking into getting back into it, for sure. The problem is we started our podcast back when podcasts weren't really a thing and now there's like eight gajillion of them mm -hmm, and we were yeah. in the pop culture category and now there's like every celebrity has a podcast and so it's like why would you listen to two guys in a garage talk about a movie when you could talk about the person <laughs> that was in the movie <laughs> right <laughs> that is true it's well it's not really fair is it? it'll be fun <gasps> yeah it'll be fun to to see what you guys do next though and we'll definitely be following along for that for sure for sure but, yeah I, you'll have to keep us updated if you uh add anything new but we'll definitely add a link on our facebook so if our listeners want to check it out they can jared's Sweet. pretty entertaining they're gonna they're gonna hear more from you tonight today whenever they're Yay. listening to this <laughs> this morning right, right. now yeah <laughs> whenever i get the darn thing edited and out to the people that's <laughs> yeah. that's the time yeah, so like, I don't know how much behind the scenes folks want to hear, but I'm intrigued. So like, do you do all the editing and uploading and posting and stuff? I do. Yeah. 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 We used that to was my castle. job as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Um, we just, I'm also like super um, picky and just want things. To, I'm a perfectionist, so I want things a certain way. So I probably take way more time than I need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah say you're putting out your own thing and like you want it to be your own way so there's nothing wrong with that that's true so far mandy hasn't complained <laughs> no not at all i was just about to say you do a really great job i mean i just have to show up and talk about whatever topic we've discussed and yeah <laughs> i just i just get to sit here and look pretty <laughs> <laughs> it's so true I, know, I have the easy job jared your podcast did you guys um did you have video as well or was it just audio we did a bonus episode every week on a third. So we released every Monday and then every Thursday we had like a bonus episode and that one was video. Oh, okay. But then the video just got to be too much. And so I was like, I can't do, I can't do all of it anymore. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> I wish we would have had help or someone else to like hand it off to do the editing too, or even just the uploading. But like I had to do it all of it. And so I was like, this is too much. I can't really do the video anymore. So we, we quit the yeah. video. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I kind of am liking just the audio part. It's sort of mysterious. People don't really know what we look like. (laughs) (laughs) My Facebook picture is eluding. (laughs) Well, and so the question on that is do you guys watch podcasts because like i I, again mailman i listen to stuff like eight hours a day so like audio Mm -hmm. is the way to go for me whenever i find out somebody has like an hour and a half video podcast it's like who's watching an hour and a half long podcast yeah i really feel like podcasts should be strictly audio i mean it's okay if you do a video here and there but i mean it's like what on the way to work or like while working like my husband will do it while he's working too and and i used to do it while while i was working it it just makes it so much easier to do that you don't have to consider multitasking visually you know uh, and you probably shouldn't be watching a video while you're driving to work yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not the brightest idea no i i can't say that i sit and really watch them either like i have them on in the background too so like every every once in a while when something hilarious happens and like I know that they have a video version of it, I'll like scroll through the YouTube video for that 10 second clip that I want mm-hmm. just to see what yes. happened there. But like for the most part, like I'm not watching podcasts, I'm listening to them. So right. F the video is what I say. Right. <laughs> That's too much effort. Yeah. Yeah. Plus like, oh, I man. Mean, you're a guy, although you're an actor, so you understand stage makeup. <laughs> but like as women, right. like we have a whole lot more yeah. to do before we can be in front of a camera. So, <laughs> you know, I just don't want to spend the time to do that either. <laughs> yeah, you should be able to roll up, record a podcast in your t-shirt and your sweats and just go for it. Exactly. Right. Like right now, I am currently ready for bed. I took my shower. I'm in my PJs. I got my glass of wine. Like I'm ready to just like roll into bed when we're done. So <laughs> that's how I would record. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could put that on a video. Someone would probably like it. I don't know. <laughs> so we also are now streaming on what is it? OnlyFans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. And tonight I have on my purple PJs. <laughs> That's, They're so silky. I guarantee you there's a market for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Podcast pervs. <laughs> Men are disgusting. Yeah. We will watch anything. <laughs> Well, now we know, Mandy, if we really want to make millions. Hey, I'm still trying to get my foot pictures up and running. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Oh, my gosh. I was having this conversation with um, a friend the other day about um, unsolicited dick pics. And I was like, I think the problem women have is that we don't demand enough from our dick pics. Like, I want, (laughs) if I'm going to get a dick pic, (laughs) I want, like, a setting. And, like... Oh Put my some, God. like, can it have arms and, like, googly eyes and, like, make it a character. You know, like, I want to see some scenery. I want to see some effort put into this dick pic. Like, I think. <laughs> nice I think, soft lighting. Vaseline on the lens. Right. Something. Like, make it interesting. I want to oh know the God. scenario that's going on with this dick pic. Like, <laughs> if I decide if that I enjoy the dick pic, like, now what's the next step like that should be that should be shown like alluded to in the picture like i think we're not demanding enough so guys just think they can just whip it out and take a picture but if we raise our standards for what we expect now are you trying to get more of those pictures or less of those pictures (laughs) 
I want to know how that how that whole thing started. It's like, you know what? This is going to work. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> she totally wants me, to see this right now. Let me <laughs> let me send this over there. Like I, yeah. I just never I never understood it. Like thank goodness I never had to really do like the internet dating thing cuz like is that needed is it like, obviously it's not wanted ever i don't but like <laughs> i i just don't understand how it's like i know the best thing i can do right now is send this over yeah it's like I'm men totally think that like that. oh i want to see a naked lady so they must want to see a naked wiener like yeah i mean that's <laughs> got to be the logical the logical mindset right there <laughs> I don't. I can't imagine anything else. This is why there's, you know, the statue of David. Like, at least we can see one that's like carved in marble and like really fancy and expensive. Like, that's the dick I would want to see. I don't really see. I'm thinking you want like a a bow and like a tie, a bow tie, maybe (laughs) a top hat, even that would be impressive (laughs) with a monocle. But yeah, (laughs) ooh, dress him up like Mr. A monocle. Yeah, it's a one-eyed beast with a monocle on it. <laughs> yes, Mr. Penis. <laughs> Mr. So... Mr. P and his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. P and his nuts is brilliant. Is... I'm gonna, I'm gonna patent that. I'm patenting that. With regard to uh, to you know spooky season, we got the horror movies. Jared, are you are you a cult classic type, like a slasher, or do you like the paranormal, supernatural type uh, horror movie? Uh, I am more in line with the classics, the slashers, the Freddies, the Jasons, the Jason Voorheeses. Of those films, though, it's weird because like those are you know going from the seventies to the eighties and whatnot. But I think Scream is like the perfect little middle ground, especially for the millennial folk, because oh. it's it ties the slasher film genre in. There's an actual slasher, you know, killer, and it plays on the tropes of all the older ones as well. So I feel like it like kind of toes the line perfectly. So I would have to say like the Scream franchise is kind of like the the best like little cozy little horror spot for me well yeah i think you said it the best way it, it really is a good middle ground for our many many generations you know uh, and i feel like they the whole you know ghost face killer and like having there be multiple twists and like oh there's two of them and then you know it keeps going on and like the fact that they when they do the sequels of the movies they're making the movie scream in the second scream movie and then there's a whole line of like stab movies, which are the screen movies. So like the whole meta aspect of it as well kind of just plays into like all the things that I want out of like a nice campy horror movie. But they're not done like in a campy way. They're done in a spooky way. Like the first time I saw Scream, whenever it came out in like 1996 or whenever it might have been, mm-hmm. like I'm sitting in my living room and I was all by myself. And then like there's a whole we had like a, a you know, floor to ceiling windows at the house that I was at the time. And like, I could just, I I was just like, I know there's somebody outside the window right now. Like they're they're out there and they're going to get me. (laughs) Like, why did I watch this movie by myself when I'm 12? Uh, Stacey, what what kind do you like to go for most? Uh, Well, now that I live alone, (laughs) I don't, I don't do a lot of scary things because I have a very wild imagination. So I, 
will assume that something's going to come kill me. Um, <laughs> I actually, I've never, I will be honest about this. I've never been a huge fan where I've sought out watching horror movies on my own. I've always just watched them through like other people who want to watch them. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like I had an older sister. She's four years older than me. So like her and her friends would sit around and like watch Scream or whatever. And like, I would just join in. <laughs> um, yeah. But if I had to choose, I'm more of a like M. Night Shyamalan friend. <laughs> like I just, okay. <laughs> I like a suspenseful um, twist. Yeah, I like, I like the suspenseful twist. It's not super like horror gruesome. There's just, yeah, sort of that suspense element and you know, something's going to happen, but you're not sure what or when. You know, like I, I yeah. love those. I mean, you and I watched The Village how many times? <laughs> right. Oh man. Yeah. Well, you love that psychological, like you're you're on the edge of your seat the entire time, and then the twist comes, and you're hoping that's just like going to blow you off the edge of the seat. And mm -hmm. his most, you know, there's some of his that I'm not, eh, I'm a little eh with, but um, yeah, I have some to are say, a little The village was definitely, yeah. yeah, the village was definitely one where I was like, no way. Mm -hmm. you know? Signs. <laughs> I really like signs. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, yeah, that was a good one. But yeah, yeah, he's had some strange ones as well. But yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I go for. I was dragged to, I'm actually wondering now, Jared, if you were in the group that went when The Hills Have Eyes came out and a bunch of us from theater went and saw it in the in the movie theater. And one of our- I don't think I went to that one. I can't remember who all went, but one of our mutual friends got like so upset. She like left within the first 10 minutes of the movie, oh, like man. actually got up and was like so crying funny. and left. That movie's messed up. <laughs> it really it's a is. Messed up movie. Oh my God. Just, like, I will now like separate myself from movies like that and just be like, oh, look at that like amazing like makeup job they did. Or like the, you know, like you start picking it apart as like a, movie and theater person with like oh that's really cool how they did that effect even though it's like, like oh the sun is setting yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah like oh there's a dog in the background oh cute <laughs> <laughs> like looking everywhere but the action <laughs> what about you mandy what do you uh, go to when you uh what's your uh, horror movie go to i'm always hoping that they're going to come out with one that's going to real really just you know uh, destroy my my slip my slumber I guess like give me nightmares <laughs> but uh, they I have yet to experience that lately so I'm gonna definitely go with the the slashers the old school ones um they get me I still watch Halloween and I'm like oh shit okay this is bad no he grabbed the knife okay it's over everybody's dead um <laughs> you know? and and I have to say Halloween is my favorite um Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, is mm -hmm. phenomenal. I haven't seen the very, very, very recent one uh, that's supposed to end it all. I'm a little worried. I don't know if either of you have seen it, but mm -mm. I did not. I was going to, but I, I don't know something about the. It, it, we, I could dive into this t topic of nostalgia forever, but like <laughs> the nostalgia <laughs> aspect of like, look, it's Jamie Lee Curtis again, and like we're doing it again. It's just like this mm -hmm. whole thing that our people that are our age are just like suckers for and it's like this crazy thing where it's like i gotta see it i gotta see it and they just like oh but look we're doing it again with the original cast and it's like okay well i guess i gotta watch it because it's, it's my thing and like it's just this whole like weird thing that i could like go on this like crazy tangent like in sync is coming back right in sync's back in right. sync's back oh my 
and it's like supposed to be this whole thing (laughs) (laughs) because we were a fan at some point in our lives yeah and we're all like dying like oh they're gonna go on tour we're gonna spend our fortune to go see insane because like (laughs) right we didn't get to see him when we were 17 but now i'm an adult and i can spend my money how i want and like i want to see it (laughs) but it's this it's so funny when they put the original people back in to like kind of lure you back for sure for sure they want to grab all generations you know and kind of start a new following with with the newer generations and everything i'm a little weary i don't I don't know what to expect. You know, I don't want it to, I don't want it to end really. I kind of want it to keep going on in my brain, but um, I don't know. I'll, I'll definitely end up watching it, but mm-hmm. there's something to be said. Well, about that's the... the thing with horror movies though. Like they can never end. Like I just saw the trailer for Saw 10. Oh my God. <laughs> Tobin Bell is in the trailer and I'm like, dude, oh, you died in the course. third movie. Like, right. <laughs> they like travel like, through time. This one took place like three years ago. They were happening at the same time. Like they keep finding ways to like get around the fact that like that they're like, we shouldn't have killed off our main antagonist, but I guess we got to put him in. Oh, he made another video before he died. Okay. Right. He traveled to London one time and did it there. Of like all these murders that happened. I will say when the first Saw came out, um, I did go see it in the theater and the apartment I was living in at the time had the exact same subway tile in the bathroom as the bathroom in the movie. And it would freak me the fuck out. Like every time I was taking a shower, (laughs) it was horrible. I think they lost me after the second one. I don't think I saw the third one and beyond. I was like, eh, they're all kind of the same. They're all kind of the same. Yeah. But nothing with the first one. So I remember walking in, we were going to a friend's house and I remember walking in and they had just started. It was like maybe five minutes in. And so I was like, I missed the very beginning, which I guess is kind of important, but not really. But then like, mm-hmm. just like watching that movie and like when the dude stands up in the middle of the thing, like everyone yeah. just was like, oh, my. it was like one of the best yeah. like horror movie twists yes. I had it, seen. I have to say, yeah, I have to say that that probably is, especially when it comes to like how many different horror movies are out there. Out there. I think regardless of how drawn out they are and we're on number 10, you know, um, right. they probably definitely hold that that ranking for best surprise mm-hmm. it, it was nuts when he stood up in that room i was like oh my god he was there the whole time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time and people the still time, dress up time. as that freaking puppet exactly Jared, that's right that creepy puppet say? the puppet comes up every halloween oh yeah yeah oh yeah somebody always has that mask yeah takes me I think right my sister's back. boyfriend was <laughs> him last year yeah <laughs> it oh just never God. gets old he's become he's become a staple in like the the whole thing I think I have like a button on my crocs that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> jigsaw <laughs> nice that's yeah. great oh my god yeah those were good and they were so like unique for the time there hadn't really been movies like that before yeah no. Oh, for sure. Well, and they towed the line of psychological thriller and like slash. You got the gore when like someone's bear trap exploded their face or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like it was more of like a what's going to happen and when, and it was like a beat the clock type thing. And then you know the twist at the end. It was it was definitely more like psychological thriller with gore added in, mm-hmm, which was kind of sure. cool. Yeah. yeah, that high anxiety absolutely gets people. Right. And I do like how they were, they gave the characters a choice of like, you can absolutely survive this. 
I mean, it's going to be yes. painful and awful. But... <laughs> and so you can like, as a viewer, like put yourself in like, oh my God, if that happened to me, what would I do? Would I do the same thing yeah. as these people? Would I just saw yeah. my leg right off? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. <laughs> Alrighty, so I found some uh, some statistics here. There were five student coders that analyzed 56 different slasher films that had uh, 474 different victims in it accumulated. And what they found was that female and male victims were portrayed equally frequently in these films, and the male characters were as likely to die as the female characters as a result of the attack. However, it's the females that... Uh, uh, survived those attacks more than the males did and then the m males were more so the slasher in in all of these uh films so i was wondering what you guys think on that ratio why are there more men trying to kill us <laughs> well first like, if women are more likely to survive does that mean that they're just smarter than the men in these situations yes more, more resilient <laughs> yeah that was the right answer jared <laughs> <laughs> uh so i recently saw an ad for like the nun two or something that's coming up yeah and it made me think like oh when there are women that are the killer they're always like possessed by something there's always like this outer oh, force like a devil or a demon or something where like when it's just yeah. like the male slasher killers it's like well they just they were just they grew up that way they had a hard life their mother didn't love them or love them too much. I don't know. <laughs> now they're wearing. But you have Carrie too. Yeah, you have Carrie uh, who was, I don't know, was she actually possessed or is this something she just had this, she had telekinetic powers, right? That's what her yeah. kind of, but it was like a yeah, gift from Yeah, but she was also devil. like tormented by the people right. around her. And then Rosemary's baby was just her having a devil baby. Like she was fine. Right. It was the fact that she had a baby. <laughs> That's the problem. Well, it's also like this the thing the thing about like the motive why the killer is the killer. Like a lot of the times it's this thing based on revenge or like, you know, you did me wrong when I was, you know, drowned at summer camp, so now I'm gonna kill you forever. <laughs> or like you burned me alive, so now I'm gonna haunt your dreams forever. Like it's it's always this like revenge type narrative. And I feel like when in the women is or the women are the killers it's not so much revenge based as like because like it well i don't know like, i guess it is always just like it always just seems to be revenge because i was just gonna say like the original female killer was from friday the 13th when it was jason's mom because right. she killed him because they killed her kid and then when right. it's like it screams had a couple of female killers but it's like oh you screwed over my kid so now i'm gonna kill you like it's always revenge that just hmm. seems to be just don't do yeah. bad things i guess and there won't be a second right. killer yeah, yeah urban legend was a female killer i hope we're not like ruining any movies <laughs> 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 Yeah. 30 years later right yeah. <laughs> you know and but that was fueled by like jealousy and and wanting revenge and everything we had and then of course there's reagan in uh the exorcist she was possessed mm -hmm. um god what else is the faculty but she was an alien Ooh, that's a good one i love that right it's such a good <laughs> movie i love it uh <laughs> 
you know, then there's the sequels, the really, you know, weird sequels, like American Psycho 2. I think, um, I don't know who that was. Uh, it's not like Eliza Dushku or like. They made a sequel to that? Yeah. And it was like, it was like a young girl. And I'm like, how do you do that? How do you do that? How? how? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so I feel like, though, and like Jennifer's body, I don't think I'd classify that. Hmm as much of anything the ring wasn't that like the demon girl yes there you yeah. go and that one was that revenge i don't know if that was revenge i don't remember i don't think they ever said it was just more of like a don't watch the spooky video i don't think she had a reason right, for it. <laughs> right. yeah she's like i'm a i'm a little bitch i'm gonna i'm gonna kill you that's just what i do <laughs> yeah it's crazy yeah, yeah i and and I, I agree. I think most of the male ones are all driven by this, you know, it's, it's like they represent wrath, you know, if the seven deadly sin kind of thing. And it's almost like you have to fit that criteria when you're making a horror movie or a novel. Hmm. Um, Saying there's probably some psychological aspect of it rooted in there where it's like, what are women most afraid of? Oh, I know psychopathic men where like, that's gotta <laughs> be like rooted in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like right. I, I don't know. Maybe that's why the women survive because there's something with the whole like you guys can speak to it more than I can. But like the women like loving true crime and like being obsessed with serial killers, like there's something <laughs> in there that like yeah. fascinates and like, I, you know, I'm at a loss when it comes to that whole whole aspect of things. Like I can watch an episode of Forensic Files, but my wife falls asleep to Forensic Files like. <laughs> <laughs> No, I could definitely see that, though. I, I think if they're trying to t have a target audience or trying to reach as many of their audience as they can uh, within the different demographics, I think that that kind of element where it's like um, drawn to what women are drawn to naturally in this weird kind of way, because I could I loved like the last 48 or first 48, whatever it is. So like these crime right. movies <laughs> and I love the I love learning about serial killers and all this other stuff. So I'm like, oh. There is something to that. I, I I wonder, I wonder what exactly that would be. I, I think you're right, though. I think it is kind of psychologically rooted uh, when it comes to, you know, finding that target audience and why and like what what they're attracted to. Mm -hmm. they, I watch those shows and I'm like, oh, they should have done it this way. They wouldn't have gotten caught. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I can do it better. I was like, why did they do that? That was dumb. Like someone was bound to find that or figure that out. So yeah. I don't know. You would be the mastermind like, behind the horror. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like watching them to learn from other people's mistakes so that, you know, in the event of right. needing to hide a body, I'm, <laughs> I'm at least going to be successful at that. You're taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of you being the next serial killer. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I was, I was seriously like laying in bed the other night and I'm like, you know, you'd thoughts are going through your head and I I was I had Halloween too on the TV and I was just laying there and I'm like dude like you pass I don't know I, I can't pick the statistic out you know right off the top of my head but how many serial killers or people who have that potential to be a, a murderer or serial killer like how many of them you pass in a lifetime how many you know or are intimate with or, or you you know go out with or whatever the case is like damn am I one like, I'm seriously thinking, like, am I capable of that? Did I murder someone? Like, I was sleepwalking again. <laughs> am I the person they called? 
like i mean have, have have either of you like met somebody that you're like dude you could totally be a fucking killer right now i guarantee you. <laughs> i married one uh... <laughs> oh my god oh, no. <laughs> no we joke about all the time she's like always the one that's like angry at the waiters and stuff and i'm like hmm i wonder (laughs) (laughs) but like i'm like along the opposite end of that i'm like i wonder how many people like look at me and they're like yep that's the guy because it's like it's always like oh he was always so nice and he was outgoing (laughs) and he treated everyone with like whatever and he like he did magic in his like spare time and like all these and i'm like okay you're checking all of my boxes like am i a killer like am i the guy like Like, is my is the plot of my life gonna twist at some point i'm gonna be surprised at one point i'm gonna snap and then all of a sudden like whoops (laughs) oh god i it is me i'm the bad guy oh (laughs) well i mean honestly even in movies like psycho i don't think he snapped until his mother mother was dead right right so like it does just take like one big thing in your life and then all of a sudden chance yeah (laughs) we're not gonna roll this out yet jared (laughs) it could still happen to me so so you could either be i I think it goes one of two ways then it has to be either extreme hoarder and you end up on an episode of hoarders or you become a a mass murderer or maybe you just murder once i don't know it's i guess it'll (laughs) only time will tell but (laughs) because you know yeah, this like extremely traumatic, either psychological or, you know, mental, well, the same thing, sorry, uh, <laughs> sort of trauma, something happened, like a someone you love dying or, you know, something crazy. And you either like you either become a hoarder of cats and junk or <laughs> kill your neighbor. I don't know. Oh my god, that <laughs> should be like the new twist in like the new M. Night Shyamalan is like you think that the person is a murderer, but the whole time they're just a hoarder. Yeah, they act the same. There's all these strange (laughs) things happening. They think it's this one person. They finally go in their house and they're just like an extreme hoarder. Oh, no, you're just nasty. (laughs) (laughs) There was a weird smell coming from the basement, but it was just all these old underwears. (laughs) You can throw anything away. Like 30 cats and like the cats have pooped on everything. (laughs) Yeah, you can't tell the cat feces from the human feces. (laughs) Oh, no. I like how you went to like, those are the two options. Like something traumatic That's happens it. to you. It's going to be one of these two things. Yeah. Yeah. And all, all this while, I think I'm just going to be a cat hoarder when something happens, if something happens. But hey, now I'm starting to think I I could possibly go the other way. I don't know. Just we combine just both loves this. and kill everyone and keep their bodies. Okay. You know what? Win, win, win. <laughs> Well, I just don't like clutter, so I clearly I know what's going to happen to me. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't hoard dust in your house. Like, there's just, you wouldn't be able to hoard uh, air. <laughs> nope, just, nope. I'm going the serial killer route. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I mean, that's another element, too, to ser- to being a serial killer. And we got Patrick Bateman to thank for, for this kind of uh, persona. You your house looks like a showroom. Like it it looks so perfect. Everything is in its place and it has its place and it's dusted and it's beautiful and it's all the same color and it matches everything. (laughs) Yeah. You would be the one to lay plastic down for sure. Oh no, I wouldn't kill in my house. No, it's too messy. Oh, it'd be more of a, okay. 
like kill room style there's a lot of open <laughs> fields out here where i live just saying right now the corn they haven't cut down all the corn yet <laughs> oh but when they do they're gonna find charlie <laughs> <laughs> i told That's you that in secret <laughs> that, was a, that was a secret you can't tell anybody Oh my god! Uh, speaking of crazy women, though, like <laughs> it's, I uh, so only eight point six percent of known U.S. just U.S. serial killers are female. So it's vastly, you know, uh, the data shows that almost seventy percent of female serial killers acted for financial gain, in contrast to only twenty eight point eight of male serial killers who were motivated by financial gain. So. Hmm. Even Patriarchy still, don't less. discriminate against the serial killers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> serial killers make less money than male serial killers. Okay. <laughs> we got to work to close this wage gap. I don't, I don't like this. Seriously, Since like, this is I my future, I need to like, I need to secure my finances here. This is not right. Yeah. <laughs> I need to kill more rich people then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but Jeez. but but okay so then if we're transitioning to to serial killers in the real world and everything why why are there more men that are that are doing it like we got hh holmes or whatever was like the first you know ever caught or documented serial killer around you know like he had the weird he had the weird hotel right yeah he in was in chicago yeah world's fair yeah. and all that stuff yeah 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 I mean, and then you've got, I mean, obviously girls are going crazy over Dahmer and right. what was the other one? Um, Bundy. Yes. You know, and then, the you know, the actors who played them, of course, is right. kind of <laughs> actualized the serial killers. But, uh, <laughs> but still like, why, mm-hmm. why is that? Why, why are there more men portrayed and more men actually killing people? I don't, I don't know. Like. Too much wrath, too much anger, too much. Like I think that would be the shallow end to evaluate that. Mommy issues? I don't know. It's, you always uh, want to think uh, it's mommy issues, it's like, like <laughs> uh, you know, or like the girlfriend or something, right? We're gonna say it's, Jared? All, it's all that. It's just all that stuff. And I, I think they were even. I mean, they're like, you know, ask ask the wrong person, and they'll say it's because women don't sleep with men enough, and like blah blah blah. Right. And like they they just have more anger inside, and the only way to get it out is through sex, and they can't get it, so then they break, and they, they blah blah blah. And like, I don't right. know. I don't think I, I think just literally some people's brains are just broken. And statistically it shows that men's brains break faster and more common, more often than women. But it also has to do with women are stronger and more powerful than men. And like, you guys can handle a lot more <laughs> shit than we can. And like, when we break, we really break. And when women break, they half break. I'm sure there's something there too. <laughs> Yeah. We're just used you know, to like multitasking and yeah, yeah t- we take a lot on at once so we can handle a lot at yeah. once. We don't get as stressed out as easily. Yeah, I have but to like grocery you... shop on top of breaking down. Okay. Right. <laughs> Family still has to eat, damn it. <laughs> yeah. But like the people that always like, you know, snap and then murder their family. It's like the man snapped and then killed their kids and then the, the wife where like women will like snap and kill the man. Or whatever. It's like they don't just kill everybody. So like, so there's got to be something to it where like the the woman's brain can just like handle more 
like stress and everything. It's, it's probably, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the actual scientific reason behind it. And it's right. probably because women are built better and stronger than men. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think psychologically, that's probably pretty, you know, pretty close to, if not dead on it, just, you know, men are, it's, it's, if you go back to like this primitive sort of thing, um, you know, primitive psychology and, and what kind of role the men had to have. And if they were not able to um, achieve that role or meet that status or obtain that, you know, wife or whatever with the village, this, that, and the other, you know, uh, that, that completely took them out of the running for any kind of uh, dominant roles in a, if we're thinking tribal, if we're thinking primitive, you know, so it, it just made them less of a man and that could absolutely break a human being for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Whereas like with women, it's, it's probably, I mean, the psych- psychology is definitely there with, with why that ratio exists for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly, you know, um, yeah. When men's trip. brains break, they revert back to animalistic. Like all I see is red and like, punch punch kill kill right and like women right. internalize like things here. a lot more mm-hmm. yeah but we're the emotional yeah. ones <laughs> right <laughs> can't have no late <laughs> president don't you know what's <laughs> amongst right. the wars <laughs> it's like uh, how many wars have we had guys not one of them is started by a woman Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I think women are just better at like figuring out the source of a problem and trying to work with that or fix it or you know whatever find multiple options yeah, yeah like- uh, where men just try to mask things a lot of the time like an easy fix a quick fix you know, I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know if that really plays into the psychology of why they snap and, you know, kill their whole families. But I mean, a lot of the, a lot of times that's financially motivated and they like lost a job or they can't like continue to take care of their family. So it's like all is lost. We're all dead. You know, like <laughs> where yeah. the woman would just be like, well, I'll just get rid of him. And at least I've got his like life insurance for the kids. Like, I don't know. <laughs> She's finding solutions. <laughs> That'll fix I'll say he went on a, a plane ride to Cuba and then, or got eaten by tigers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Carol Baskin. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But know. there's like this also, there's a trip to like in the animal kingdom, there's this thing. And I, I call it like rogue theory where it's because I don't know if any of you have seen Ghost in the Darkness as an older 90s mm-hmm. awesome movie. And there was the the lions who rarely lions like hunt together. They weren't in a pack or pride, excuse me. Um, and they just they killed seemingly for pleasure. Now there was a bear that did it too, documented that way. So there's obvious like craziness in the animal kingdom. So I mean, maybe psychotic behavior is just a primitive thing. Just maybe a a chip is missed out of the brain that, you know. Hmm. Well, that's got to be like part of like the whole, you know, when you're talking like ser- serial killers, you're obviously talking about like psychopaths. And I wonder mm-hmm. if there's a lot more documented men's psychopathic stuff because they end up killing a lot of people. 
But like when the women are the psychopath, like true psychopaths, like you never really hear about like a woman psychopath. Like I, they obviously it's not going around killing everyone. There's they got to be out there because obviously it's a condition in the brain. And like I'm wondering what the woman psychopath looks like if she's not a serial killer. Wow, that's really a good point. Wow. Seriously, because it's like there's not enough of them that have been caught or that have been, you know, to to have that kind of research to know. Or if if they do anything, like maybe they don't, maybe when men go psychopath, like because there's all the traits of serial killers, you know, they are psychopath. But you can like trace that Mm -hmm. back with like the bedwetting and like the, you know, hurting of the animals when they're kids and all these things. And like you can be like, "Uh oh, if you see these signs, heads up, because they might start wanting to murder people. But like that's always men that you hear those things with like yeah. it's just it's like, interesting like if there even is if you can even be a psychopath as a woman i'm sure you can right. but like you don't really hear about that very often right i feel like some of those symptoms can't be discriminatory with mm-hmm. the between gender like it just ha- they there has to be like you know x y and z you know and they all ha- all have this in common, and so women would too. It's just somewhere they deviate from that uh, the the known research. That's in- yeah, it's... that's very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Or just they're just too good. They they stay off the radar. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. That's so interesting because I even see it in kids in my class, where like every year, like the girls, girls who are six are just calmer, more organized for the most part. I mean, there's always exceptions, but for the most part, the girls are calmer, more organized. They're less of a behavior issue, you know, where Mm -hmm. the boys are uh, like, they're disheveled They're They can't control themselves. (laughs) They're very, I mean, little boys are very physical and they push and they hit and all these different things. They have these big outbursts if they're having an issue and the girls don't they tend to like really keep it in and i don't know that Mm -hmm. even at five or six that they've internalized this as like a societal thing like i think it's just that's just how they behave and so i don't know like i i wonder if that has any correlation to as you get older you know again you've got boys kind of showing these psychopathic traits and then girls just we've been so used to just keeping things internalized and hidden for so long we just learned to deal with it i don't know yeah i don't know yeah. what that would look like with a like i don't know are we just doing weird things like are we becoming like excessive like maybe it's me i'm an excessive cleaner like i don't know like is that how, how is that how it comes out do we just oh. like <laughs> start like taking better care of people i don't know like maybe nurses nurses are psychopaths i don't know like (laughs) we go to the extreme of doing something good instead of the extreme of doing something bad i don't know wouldn't that be fascinating if that's what it was yeah so teachers they just have a way of like (laughs) we're all crazy (laughs) we just find other ways to like express that extreme passion of some sort like whether it's <laughs> oh i want to kill something today well but you know what i'm gonna go do some gardening because <laughs> that's better for me <laughs> and the environment i'm gonna plant like, some seeds just... i'm gonna start 50 new little lives <laughs> yeah right 
<laughs> for every for every hamburger I have, I'm going to go plant five <laughs> carrot plants. carrot plants we'll have to like do some research and dive into that at some point that's very interesting a quick google search you'll probably be like yep (laughs) 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 i'm gonna take a quiz that says are you a serial killer (laughs) nice Well, I mean, we kind of put on here to like step away from serial killers and everything, but I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand. And Jared, you kind of brought it up a little bit already, but like, how do you view as a man, single men today in today's dating world? Because Mandy and I have talked about this from the women's perspective and like me having been on like dating apps and just the shit show that is men on dating apps these days. But there's a lot of like, anger in men that I see, you know, you have your incels and then you have these guys that just troll women on these apps or on Facebook. Like, do men see it the same way? Or is this just sort of like women are building this up in our minds or something? I think it has a lot to do with now go like I'm speaking as a, I've been married forever and been with the same person (laughs) for 10 years and blah, blah, blah. But looking and it and digesting everything that I do I listen to a lot of you know podcasts follow a lot of things and try and absorb as much information as I can and like it seems that a lot of young men are listening to a lot of poor examples of people you get your Andrew Tates out there and Mm -hmm. people like that and where the, that's the example of like hyper masculinity solves all and we have to like, you, you know, there women are trying to, you know, stamp out masculinity and look at what the Barbie movies doing. And you hear all these kinds of narratives about trying to get rid of what makes a man a man or whatever. And so I feel like a lot of people are trying to amp up their masculinity to like prove something to people people i feel like there's got to be something in there that's why it's that way but like it also seems like especially with the social media aspect of it and the swiping and the you know the quickness of like judging based on a picture and like just moving on moving on it's more of like a numbers game where it's just like i don't care i'll use the same line on everybody and eventually it's going to work but that's if they're just trying to like sleep with people, I guess. And like that was I never like had quote unquote game. I was never like out there trying to like rank up my numbers. And like it seems that like that seems to be the goal for a lot of people right now is like how many women can I trick into sleeping with me? Hmm. Which is just like seems to be I don't know. It just seems it seems to be like they're they're not really looking for the relationships, especially if you're on the apps or whatever. It seems like the apps are mostly just trying to look for hookups, mostly in sure. broad term generals. That's what it seems like, especially for the men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I could see that. Um, I mean, we have like, you know, movies like She's All That and stuff like that, where they you see that kind of masculine sort of behavior where it's how can I humiliate this person, you know, to feel to like ramp up my masculinity or my how I look in society. I could see right. that. I mean, maybe now more than then, you know, it, it's definitely been a thing since the beginning of time, pretty much, you know, practically, mm-hmm. at least it seems like it has. But then 
right now we're seeing it in, in kind of the real world aspect versus just in our 90s chick flick type well i wouldn't call them chick i think everybody watches them but you know what i mean mm -hmm. well and part of it yeah. also has to do with the fact that just going back what 70 years if you go to like the 50s it's like women couldn't have a credit card unless they were married to a right. man and like all these things where it's like right. we are men we rule all we are in charge of everything and now women are just like piss off dude i don't need you i'll go have my own house in new york and be just fine mm -hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah well and i think too with um with the dating apps and people struggle with rejection anyway and like back before we had social media i mean even just like being in high school and like you get your first rejection from the person you had a crush on or whatever, like yeah. it hurts. Mm. And on social media or on these like dating sites, it's just like a lot of rejection frequently. Right. So like, it's just right. that you're taking that one, one sting that could have like died down after a while you meet someone else, you know, you start to try to like, you know, move on. And it's just sort of impossible because nobody is liking you back or somebody messaged you once or twice and then they delete you, you know? So there's, I wonder if that has anything to do with it too, that you just start to build or these men anyway, like start to build this animosity just because of this frequent rejection that's right in their face all the time. That's very interesting as well, because again, like, you know, going back to high school, like we barely, barely, barely had like cell phones, let alone smartphones. Mm -hmm. And so like, mm -hmm. you know, you'd actually actually have the conversation with somebody and like, hey, do you want to like go get pizza at the mall and like hang out for like an hour before you could even like determine whether you were interested or not, let alone just like swipe, 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 swipe. And then mm -hmm. if like you happen to like match with like seven different people that night and all seven are just like, actually, no, your one liner opening line was just pathetic out. Mm -hmm. You're out, <laughs> out. And you just like lose like seven in a row every night. Like that's gotta be demoralizing <laughs> as shit. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah if, if ever you're gonna be jaded that that is the scenario that is gonna make somebody real angry and <laughs> want to just like i don't know man well, that's what like breeds the like it's what breeds the incel nature of like women are just they don't know what they want it's like well they just don't want you but like mm -hmm. when 10,000 women say no to you. It's like, it's not the women that are the problem. It's not the 10,000 women that have said no, but like they mm -hmm. can't hear mm -hmm. that it's them that's the issue. And it's mm -hmm. just like, women are gross. I, la, la, la. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. Like the hyper, the hyper masculine, like men out there, they like seem to like not like women. They like don't want to spend time with women. They just want to like hook up with them and then like kick them to the curb. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I like women, like I like spending time <laughs> with women. Like, I, I feel conversations with women go places that like conversations with men don't go. And it's like, you have to mm. actually like spending time with the, these people in order for them to like consider you as a viable option. Cause it's like, you can't hang around them for more than an hour without like, when are we going to fuck? Like, I don't, it's just like, there's this weird it's this weird disconnect of like they want to have sex with women but they don't want to be around women at all mm -hmm. and it's this weird yeah. thing i mean isn't yeah, that I what that prostitutes just... are for 
Right. Yeah. Well, right. Like- <laughs> I think we should just decriminalize that. Like so, so that those type of guys of have an outlet. Yeah, like a a legal, acceptable outlet for that. If that's all you want is sex, like fine, go pay for it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it seems logical and very capitalist. And I, lately, but I don't I think that they would admit that that's things. all that they want. Right. I don't think they would admit. Right. I think like true. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, deep down, they're all, they all just have their mommy issues and they're trying not to become psycho killers. That's right. (laughs) But I don't know what the solution is to this because this is now like the way of the world and the way of the dating world. So I don't know. I mean, me personally, with my personality, I did dating apps for a very short time and I was like, no, like I met decent people. But it just wasn't working for me, you know. It was it was fine, a little lackluster. But I just decided I was gonna do the like I'm gonna focus on myself and just go do things I want to do and meet people organically that way, and that has worked out well for me. And, but that's what we used to always do before, <laughs> before there was all of the right. you know easy access. Right. So I don't know. I wonder if it will ever just the pendulum will swing back the other way. I feel like it's going to have to because like you look at teenagers and stuff right now and like the people that have never known life without social media and Instagram posts and all this stuff, like, I don't know, the pressure and like you see the mental health crisis that we're going through with teenagers and it's like this Mm -hmm. scary thing where like they can't just live their life. They always have to be on and if they're not on or they're not putting the right filter on, like they're getting slammed. Like, there's got to be a point where we realize, let's cut back on this a little bit and maybe just interact with, like, real people for a while. Like, I feel like, and I feel like the teenagers nowadays are smarter than we were when we were teenagers. (laughs) Like, maybe it's just because they have a computer in their pocket. But, like, I don't know. I don't see, like, I was a 10-year-old throwing rocks at cars like a dumb idiot. Like, I don't see 10-year-olds throwing rocks at cars anymore. (laughs) Because they're not outside. They're just just playing video games. They throw Fortnite rocks at each other. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny being, this is like a difference that I've noticed being here in more, a more rural area now versus back in the city where everybody up here complains that the the kids just don't go outside and play. They don't go out and play like, okay, like here they could go out and play and like run around in the field next door or like play in the Creek or whatever. But in the city, no, what else are they going to do? You send them outside to play and they just kind of get into trouble or do stupid things like throw rocks at stuff. Um, (laughs) So, you know, you can't have it both ways. And like, at least there, a lot of them are like consuming information. Like hopefully, like some of that information is actually valuable. I'm not all of it. (laughs) That's where we have to be the adults and be like, well, that video you just watched is not all true. Or let's not watch those. Let's like play this game over here or watch this thing over here. But, you know, at least they are, they're a little more educated on certain issues and topics, I think, than we were at their age. Well, like I said, they just seem to be smarter and not necessarily more intelligent, but just more like they're more aware of their actual truth of the world. 
where it's like, you know, we watched 9-11 happen and we're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. We're like now with the computers in their pockets, like they get notified of every bad thing that happens ever immediately, instantaneously over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And so it's like they're so mm-hmm. plugged in. It's like they see the bad in the world that I feel like this new generation of Gen Zers like actually want to like flip the script and try to make this world a better place mm-hmm. where we're just kind of like floating through the breeze as millennials. Like, I don't know, Gen Gen X, like the boomers screwed it up for gen x who screwed it up for us and we're just kind of like uh nothing we can do go get them gen z <laughs> <laughs> <Good luck. laughs> we're just gonna yeah. drink beer and get high and just watch you guys thrive there you go <laughs> and and pay my rent forever because i can't afford an oh, eight hundred thousand yeah. dollar house at seven percent interest right oh, yeah. <laughs> like, right so it's like, I don't know. I feel like we, we, we're just kind of like, it's funny. We got branded as like the like lazy generation. It's like, no, we just can't, we can't do anything. We're like pigeonholed. Into like, right. And the know, thing is we work weird. a lot. We work a lot. We work long hours, multiple jobs. We're trying to find more resourceful ways to make money on the side. I mean, look at freaking like Uber Eats and stuff like that. You know, like we're out doing things like that to just try to make ends meet. So we're certainly not lazy by any means, but yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like uh, the millennials got sent on a scavenger hunt, but the parents forgot to actually put the items where they (laughs) sent their child to get them. We're like, when when does this end? (laughs) Right. We're on this never ending scavenger hunt for shit that just isn't there to find or no materials to build a fire, but you have to build a fire. It's like, you didn't give me anything to do it with. Except for right next to us, there's a bundle of firewood and some matches only it costs $10,000. Wait, it costs $10,000. That's worth maybe 10, but I guess inflation or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. I will say with them, what you were saying about kids being more aware, I think that has forced millennial parents to really have to look at the why behind things. I have so many students that ask me, like, why this, why that, you know, over a million different things. And we're kind of forced to explain things now where our parents could sweep things under the rug because we couldn't just go to Google and search it. (laughs) You know, well, you'll learn about that when you're older. And now if you say that to a kid, they're like, well, I'm just going to go search it because you're not telling me. So we really are like, you know, forced to have deeper conversations with kids. So I think, yeah, that definitely leads to more awareness. And hopefully that does mean that they're going to be more prepared to kind of handle some of these crises that are being created you know financially and you know all around us in our society i don't know yeah yeah they might be a little bit more technologically inclined to find solutions that are more technologically um supported or or i guess what i'm trying to say is like uh something that's a little bit more sustainable in terms of the resources that they do have and that they know that they have to their disposal Mm -hmm. so they're instead of us just like trying to think of you know different ways that we can make a penny stretch or different ways that we can you know try to get our bills paid or do this that like we're you know pretty good at working some shit out but they are gonna have a lot more knowledge about the resources whereas like you know when we were in high school we didn't have uh cell phones until like i think i don't think i had a cell phone until i was a senior 
you know, freaking a DVD player or a CD player just came out two years prior. (laughs) 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 What is it? The one they just put in a museum? It was the, um, Oh my God. The CD player that has like the disc. Yeah. The discman with like the anti-skip technology. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, Oh man. I love that. Yeah. That's a very valuable, aspect of that device. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while we're on the topic, Jared, and since you are the only one here that has kids, um, what are you like currently most worried for, for your son as he grows up? Like now seeing like your own struggles as a millennial and the things that you're facing, what are you most worried for, for them? Uh, first and foremost, that we're all still here. Because yeah. <laughs> like it That's seems true. seems like we're at getting at ads with our, each other, and not only with each other, but then like with other countries and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just bonkers that like we're just at this constant state of like meism versus youism, and then like constant mm-hmm. fighting. Like I loved your guys. Was the last episode or the one before that where it's like let's just talk about some shit and like we can still like each other at the end. It's like yeah, doy. Right. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so like the constant state of the world is like, you know, you hear the the phrase thrown out there all the time. Like I couldn't imagine bringing kids into a world like this. Like and it's mm. like, yeah, but you know, I, if I don't, then I'm not going to have a kid. And like, you have a kid for selfish reasons. Like that's why you have kids because you want <laughs> right. them. You don't bring yeah. them into this world for them. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> once they're here, you try to make it about them, but it's still, it's like you have kids because like you want them. Like, that's why you have mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. like, the, trying to keep the world as ha- happy and safe as can be is, like, the biggest, like, concern of, like, uh-oh. I hope he just has the the ability to grow up in a peaceful place and, like, not hate everyone. And I guess, like, mm-hmm. part of that, I mean, a big part of that falls on us as his parents to, like, teach him the right values and things like that. But, like, you can only do so much when, like, just walking down the street, you could get a slur yelled at you for any mm-hmm. multitude of different reasons just because you had your hair parted on the wrong side or something. Like, it just it just seems like there's always something for someone to hate somebody about. And, like, right. just the state of the world in general, just this, like, constant, like, we're I feel like we're at that, like, you know, tipping point where it's just, like, we're almost there and we've, like, it's bubbling and bubbling and bubbling for so long. And so, like, yeah. that's, like, the big overarching, like, why did I do this to him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. Which is pretty heavy. But at the same yeah. time, you know, this morning, he was, he woke up a little early and I, like, went into the room and put him on my chest. He's almost four, by the way. And, like, rocking him. And, like, he just woke up and was like, wait, I forgot. I love you. And it's like, okay. Aww. Who cares about the state of the world? I'm like, yeah. This is why he's here. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, what's something that excites you about about what he's got to look forward to? Because I know it's spooky season, but I want to I want to lighten that, that <laughs> up a little bit. <laughs> well, we can tie it all back together with spooky season. So we go all out with like our Halloween decorations and everything. Like we're like that house on the block that's just like we have the cool house on the block, and like he that. just loves that so much, and like he loves Halloween so much, and just like the thing that excites me for him the most is just like literally becoming a person like it might sound like 
the base level thing of like whatever but like literally <laughs> just watching a person turn into a person is like the most fascinating thing that i've ever witnessed in my life awesome. and like watching him like pick and choose the things that he likes and like he used to like this and now he's scared of it and it's like okay and then like oh it's okay to be scared of stuff like literally <laughs> just like watching him explore the world and like get to see things from a brand new perspective, like not only does it make me excited for like what he's going to see in his own way and like do his own thing with, but it also like puts that back into your head of like, Oh yeah. Like sometimes you can see a blade of grass and like, that could be a sword. Like it like sparks this like <laughs> imagination aspect of it. And it's like just watching a young mind do what young minds do best, which is like see the world as an infinite possibility like that's mm. the coolest and most exciting thing is like he could literally do and change the world if he wanted and like that's what all young people can do and so like it gives you like as the adult you see all the negative stuff but when you look at it through the eyes of the kids it's like they don't know any of that negative stuff it's just the endless right. world of mm -hmm. positive possibilities i don't know it's cool Um, well, Jared, as you know, because you've listened to our show before, we like to end with our ewes for the week. We thought this time we yes. would give you all the ew glory all on your own. Ooh. <laughs> so okay. what's your ew well, this week? I, liter I literally wrote down two because I had one that was oh. like, this is like heavy and like yes. introspective or whatever on humanity. And then I have one I that's it. just kind of like ew. Ooh, so I'll give the heavy one yeah. first. Yeah, I'll give the heavy one first. And it's just because it's something that I just went through. But like, and I think Mandy just kind of went through this too, just based on like listening to like the last couple things. But like the lack of humanity that some people show mm -hmm. at your workplace. Oh, you. Mm -hmm. So I just recently hurt my elbow. I have tennis elbow, which is not a big deal, but like it still hurts. And like it was caused by work, like repetitive motion, blah, blah, blah. Right. But like I when I went, made my doctor's appointment to get it looked at, they're like, did you let your work know? Because they have, it's going to be filed through workers comp. And I was like, oh, OK, not a big deal. I'll call them. And I call them and they're like they immediately just treated me like, "Ugh, you're a problem. How could you be doing this to oh, us? Like, why God. would you be filing a workers comp claim? Like, I can't believe you, like, you'd do this. Like, obviously, they're not saying this out loud, but this is how they're making me feel like, how could you do this to us? Right. Not we're sorry we did this to you which is what they <laughs> technically did. And so like at no point did anybody say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry you're hurt. Or how are you feeling? Or how does your arm feel? Like nobody said that at all on that first initial phone call. So then I thought maybe when I go back into work, they'll be like, oh, how'd it go? You know, what's, what's the solution with your arm or whatever? Not one point. So like the lack of humanity, just I mean that by like the higher ups in the corporate world, wherever you work, just see numbers and like they don't see people right. at all. And like that just gets under my skin so much. So that's my right. big heavy ew. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a, that is a heavy ew. That's, that's an that's yeah. like a double. Ew. Ugh. And the harder one is dog poop because ew. Ew, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not only do you step in it all the time at work, but I have three dogs and cleaning up dog poop every day is you. <laughs> and it's just funny because you work in the mail and as a, you said you're a mailman now, yeah? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that just makes it even funnier because it's like <laughs> the, the whole like, 
age-long battle between mailman and dog. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't end because, like, not only are they trying to bite you and bark at you and stuff, but like they just poop wherever and you step in it all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you're the person that stepped in it and walked into a room, everyone instantly knows who it is because everyone checks their shoe, and when it's not them, they know. They know who. <laughs> Dog poop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dog my poop? gosh. Yeah. yeah. Those are two really good ones. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we will definitely put um, we'll put a link to Jared's podcast as well on our Facebook page, but you can check us out on Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible. We're all over the place, and we hope that we uh, have you listening to us again next week. <laughs> Mandy, do you have a closing for us? Because I never think of cool things. Oh, I didn't have one planned. Oh, but, oh you know. I know what we need. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to give Jared a little more glory because um, also <laughs> coming, from yes, please acting, coming from an acting background <laughs> as well and it's spooky season, we need a good evil laugh to end our show today. Yes. Excellent idea. So when you're ready. Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, I'm taking a drink. <laughs> That's how I plan it. When I'm in a drink at night, I like to eat nothing during the day so I can be too deep. <laughs> at least you haven't done the one yet where you like recorded an entire episode and you didn't hit the record button. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make oh, a site man. where people can send their dick pics to this site and <laughs> it's gonna be called Mr. Oh my P goodness and his nuts. You know, because women take a ton of pictures and, and only send maybe one. Like, I'll take 500 and only one of those will look good. I'm wondering how many dudes take and are like, oh, yeah, one. that's the one. That it, Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's why All they right. always look kind that of blurry sense. and curved <laughs> to one side. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I see oh, the bar is way too low. <laughs> okay. You know, if if you're asking for for pictures of like dress up, maybe some music attached to it, a, a live video, maybe, um, where it's doing a song and dance, that's that's all good. I yeah. I just would mix the whole thing all together. <laughs> in my opinion, I don't need I don't need those. I mean, well, once now while, we're committed. Like, the whole idea here. We can make apps where you just like put these like you could put stickers on it or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> There's a market, I'm sure. I yeah. There is now. Speaking of horror movies. 